Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests bring you leading-edge astrology conversations through a journey of soul growth patterns connecting astrology's energetic cycles. Get ready to understand your path in the cosmic roots of the stars. Hi, I'm Sue Rose Minahan, host of Talk Cosmos, Leading Edge Conversations, Awakening Your Authentic Self for Soul Girls. And today is the 19th of December, 2021. It was exactly a year ago that I began the YouTube sessions, because before that, we'd been around for two years, since 2018, and it's very exciting. And I have to thank, really, the station and my husband, all kinds of wonderful energies to continue this. We've had panels that people could look at. And of course, we're still a podcast, so do subscribe. And tonight is just an amazing time also between the uh, new moon, no, full moon, full moon in Gemini yesterday and the on the 18th and the solstice, which is the subject for tonight on the 21st. Happens every year. There's two of them. This one is the winter one. And uh, amazingly, down south in the hemisphere, it's also the winter one. But of course, that would be summer. So there's a lot to kind of navigate in the brains. But we're concentrating, I must say, here on the northern hemisphere. And it is on the 21st. And it's the night of the shortest amount of light. The sun, it's a whole beautiful part to understand about the astronomy and, and of our planet. And that's all kinds of other subjects. And there's people like Gemini Brett that really bring that into focus. But Tonight, we are talking about not just the solstice, but about vibrational astrology, which is a, 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 a kind of astrology that David Cochran founded. And our uh, speaker tonight, who's joining me, wonderful guest, Linda Barry, was taught specifically, intimately, uh, thoroughly is the word, thoroughly with David. So she's quite the spokesperson. And developed. Oh, well, I'll tell about her bio in just a moment. So the night light is beginning to return. And this has been throughout all of time, a great celebration. And light is in so many ways, the essence along with love of our universe, we could say. So Linda Berry, she received her professional astrology certificate, the PAC in vibrational astrology in 2015 from Avalon School of Astrology with David Cochran, the founder, as I said, of vibrational astrology, as is often referred to as VA. And she holds a Bachelor of Psychology and a Master of Science in Social Work. And she's an international consultant with clients worldwide. She teaches VA classes and is the moderator also for the research group. And VA has a lot to do about research. It's a whole idea of the intricacies and it's a wonderful study that fascinates me. And there are uh, astrology conferences always usually in the spring that one can look into. And so Linda created an add-on to Sirius and Kepler astrology astrological software, which is a wonderful. I have one that I've yet to put on my computer, and I'm going to do that. And she's also co-authored Awakening from a Deep Sleep on Remembering Who We Are with David Cochran. And her blog, oh, no. Vibration. 
No, is that wrong? That's not the one I did with Kit David Cochran. I did vibrational astrology interpreting aspects with David Cochran. That's another book I wrote. Oh, excellent. So the plot thickens. There's more, more, more. So there's a good references for people to research. This is good or to discover. And an important part is that Linda also writes a date, a blog called the Vibrational Astrology Diary. And this is a daily dance of planets on the techniques of vibrational astrology and Sabian symbols, which is really something to read and experience. And she freely gives this out to anybody that's interested. So, and also uh, Linda in the past did a lot on trans-Neptunian objects. So there's a huge wealth of material and, and fascinating stuff. So you can find out, go to Talk Cosmos with a bio, you know, if you can't remember any of this, it doesn't matter. Everybody's listed there. And it's a fourth season as we are. But her website is astralsleuth.org and or email Linda at astrologicaldepth.com because as you will hear, she's having classes coming up where you can get on the right. list. Okay. So yes. um, just one thing. That's depth, D-E-P-T-H. People sometimes don't hear that clearly. Astrological it's, depth. Yeah, it's so, it does get complex. So again, just folks, go to Talk Cosmos. I love to have you subscribe. Love to have you check out Linda. You can, and of course, you can go to our YouTube station too if you only caught part of this. Well, thank you, Linda. I am so glad to have you tonight. And I where to begin it's like vibrational energy uh astrology maybe however you would like to open up this okay vibrational astrology seeks to move below the archetypal patterns into the energies that generate all the archetypal patterns we experience this so we're working with the pure energies of the planets, the signs, the combination of the planets. It's evidence-based, which means that we actually study the actual charts of the people that are strongest in each kind of pattern. And we use those charts to help us understand how things operate. We found that the behaviors, the way people operate, comes from the aspects. Mm. Now, how they do it, you can see that some in the houses and signs. But what they do comes from the aspects. And it's an intricate tapestry out of the natal chart. There are many vibrations. This is what is normally called the harmonic charts. There are many vibrations that are actually part of the natal chart, but you can't see it all there. So we go to the vibrational harmonic charts to see the patterns that are actually in our chart. I really love the whole idea since I first discovered it because there's been this idea of cherry picking, which is when mm -hmm. we take a chart that we understand represents what we're trying to 
talk about, but the truth is, and it, and it can be appropriate, of course, and oh, I, yeah. you know, to understand, but yet to discover really beyond what we may be missing is here where they, you take this huge database of, 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 I mean, there's already an astro.com, like, I don't know, 34, and there's thousands and thousands of charts and compile them. And out of that surfaces this information. And the idea too, that like a prism of light, there's more than just our uh, simplistic. I mean, they're important. The Potomac are important where we have the conjunction, you know, right. next to each other, the opposition, you know, mm-hmm. or square. But so it's really liberating. It's um, complex and beautiful. I, I very support this very much. With the chart that we have coming up here, the solstice chart mm-hmm. itself. I know you created slides, and I don't know if there's other points, if we should dive into that, how you want to. That'd be fine. We oh, can good start idea. talking about the solstice. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> right. Now, this is a chart for the winter solstice. Uh, let me see here. No, okay, I'm the right place. All right. And um, you see here the sun's at zero Capricorn in zero minutes. That means it just is entering Capricorn. That's the point when the sun stands still in the sky because it's changing. That's what solstice means is sun still. And that happens at the summer solstice and the winter solstice. And the sun stands still because it's changing directions. It's been going away from the earth as long as it can. And now it's got to come back toward us. Yes. Or else might, we're in trouble. I might just add the, yeah. the time because some people are listening only on podcasts. It, for December 21st, yeah. that would be an Eastern time zone in the morning at 10 o'clock uh, at 59 minutes. And here it's actually down to the sec, uh, <laughs> seconds, eight seconds, which is good because it can quite make, you know, if you're just to understand, it's almost at 11 o'clock, but not quite. Right. Yes. This is the exact time that the sun first puts its toe into Aquarius. Oh, this, the sun. This is the sun as it steps into Aquarius. No, that's... no, Capricorn. Cap... Oh, thank you. Yeah, thank no, you, dear. Yeah, no, thank that's you. okay. You but just you... have to catch me. I meant Capricorn. Thank yeah, you no, so your much. brain is working in many directions. It, yes, right. exact. But um, actually, Jupiter is at the end of Aquarius. Yes, there's that. Yeah. But so this energy. Um, with aspects, which is true. And I love the fact, too, that you have a lot of these dwarf planets because that has um, shows greater dimensions with um, Pluto's uh, transformational energies. But go ahead and... Okay, let me show you all this. This is the winter solstice chart aspected with the standard aspects without the dwarf planets. 
And we can see here that the strongest energies are um, Mercury, Pluto, and Venus over here where they are conjunct each other, which means an obsession with communicating and with communicating effectively and beautifully. The other pattern we have here is Pluto and Venus are opposite the moon at the time the sun enters Capricorn. And pretty tightly opposite. It's, it's, it's pretty strong there. And um, this says the importance of seeing the beauty of our history and how our history is working in the present time. So, but watch what happens when I add the trans-Neptunian objects. Look at that. Let me go back again. Yeah. There. And if I may say, isn't that truly an important factor is with Capricorn of our conditioning and deconditioning because history is what has conditioned us. And yeah. the fact that we're needing to explore that, you know, mm -hmm. still with these, these, uh, mm -hmm. the nodes. Anyway, yes, I'm eager to see. Okay. When we see this is without it and notice the sun's kind of sitting up there by itself. But when we put in the trans-Neptunians, the first thing we found out, find out is that Ixion is sitting right next to the sun. Yes. That's big. That means we're going to have an Ixion type of winter. I've been saying about Ixion, the uh, one with the uh, second chance in life, right? Who? Well, one it of is a sense. It's when I did vibrational astrology mm. research, extreme cases where the sun is right on Ixion. And I don't mean like a degree away, like here. I mean, like within one minute or no minutes or two or three. These are the situations where the sun is sitting totally on Ixion. And what I found in those situations is that Ixion is kind of about a journey or a process of seeking to either make things better or worse. <laughs> um, one of the people that was strongest with Ixion when I was looking at the things was George Lucas. Star Wars and Indiana Jones. The producer, yeah. The, the producer. The, the movie. One, the, yes. The one that was responsible. It was his dream originally. And it seems that Ixion is about taking this journey or going on this process to discover, to, to like make things better or make things worse. And sometimes Ixion is a real bad boy, but sometimes Ixion is the one that will rebel in order to make possible a better world. Like Luke Skywalker in Star Wars. Hmm. 
it, it, well, it's profound to consider that energy so closely connected. It, it really yeah, is it really with our is. son, our whole identity. And really, when I consider the whole part of uh, the eons, because, you know, we've been watching a lot of shows that show a lot of historical, right? you know, things. It's not, it's been a very turbulent times because of people and energies that walk their own lives for one or the other. You're right. Yeah. It's, it's like some of them are just so motivated for their own self that it, they have no regard for anybody. And then others yeah are completely attached to that with the idea that they want to straighten it out or to, yeah. to bring in a new higher energy in, I suppose. Or to, to build a world that works for everybody. Yes, the me, not the me, but the we. Yes. I guess that, that says Yeah, it. it's, it's, and I think that's a big, that's, I love that statement, Sue. I think that's the difference in Ixian, whether Ixian is working for the me or the we. Yes, gotcha. That's beautiful. Now, if you look at this pattern, Sun Ixion is sextile Jupiter, which means it's big. This is a big journey. And it's also sextile Haumea, another trans-Neptunian object who has to do with, this is a, 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 a female. She's a, a goddess from Hawaii. And this has to do with birth and rebirth, a new dawning. And I would say that this winter solstice points toward working with others in a harmonious way to bring about a new dawning where we hopefully choose to work in ways that are good for everybody. It's, it, I, this is powerful. I've also learned a little bit about Haumea, the, and interestingly, I'm living here in Hawaii, yeah. the, the great goddess, and she's the one that burst Pele, the one that we consider with a volcano, and that's one side of mm -hmm. her, and, mm -hmm. but bursts everything, and that, um, and so this idea, yes, in our, in the sign of, Libra of others, mm -hmm. which would mean that um, is that polarity of self and others, uh, the relationship of everything. Okay, now which? I love that. Okay, okay, now which? Just a second here. Let me look at this. Hamea mm. was in Libra. That's right. And what we have also researched the signs, and Libra mm -hmm. was one that was most like the modern astrology under was very much like it but the emphasis with libra is wanting to have both people involved wanting to have both people carry their part equally both take responsibility for the process that's what libra wants in a relationship and so because we have haumea here we want a rebirth where everybody is because she's in Libra, we want a rebirth where everybody is involved. And Jupiter is in um, 
that's Aquarius, isn't it? I'm having a little yes, bit of trouble 20, reading. No, no, oh, yeah, yes. yes. Okay. Just Jupiter before it changes. In Aquarius, and Aquarius was one of the signs that we found when we studied the strongest charts is not really what people think it is. That it is about groups and group interaction and group involvement. The strongest people were not new age, were not especially inventive, were not the things that a lot of people think Aquarius is, but they were all really into groups and networking. And that seems to be the energy underneath Aquarius, which is really interesting because, you know, traditionally Aquarius is ruled by Saturn and that kind of sounds like that. Would you say then that it's the elevation, that's another word that I've heard a lot with Aquarius, of the community, you know, it's the elevation purpose. You could say the elevation of the community. It's Aquarius is about the understanding that it takes all of us to make Mm. the world. And that when each person does the thing that comes from their heart and does is true to their own expression, that you end up with everybody picking different parts and together you make a world that works. Linda, that's so valuable. Just yesterday we went to a big shopping that we needed Mm -hmm. and I was just in awe suddenly of... I mean, how oftentimes does one shop thousands of times over a lifetime? But Mm -hmm. I realized each product, the extent of that energy of somebody caring for that business, that that energy, whatever it was, whether it was yogurt from the cows or whether it was soup from somebody or it's it you're right it's those cogs in the wheel that mm-hmm. manipulate and change and and assist everybody's yeah. energy so um it, it's just fascinating so we're talking about a world the idea this is the picture at the winter solstice that the world each person can do the things that are truly meaningful and special to them and that we can together make a world that works for all of us it's a beautiful vision it i'm just so glad to get that uh um synopsis of it or that 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 kernel that that oak kernel yeah. that's really what in our hearts uh, okay we want. Mm-hmm. now there's more here in the natal chart a lot of planets are having 26 degree 26th vibration aspects that's when you divide the chart into 26 pieces and that pattern shows up right here vibration 26 and what we have here is vibration 26 has to do with recognizing and expressing the special unique patterns within each of us and encouraging each other in that process which is kind of fits exactly with what we were saying with the the solstice itself and we have here 
the two things that we need to look at especially mercury venus trine jupiter which says that we need to communicate and share in a big way the special essence within each of us this is the opening up process and to be willing this is the quincunx to be willing to open up to our dreams to be willing to open up to the magic the amazingness that we can contribute to the world each of us now along with this the other pattern that's really strong at the winter solstice and this is a way out there one it's a 299th vibration this is what happens when you divide the chart into 299 pi pieces which is kind of it's barely over a degree per piece which is kind of hard to imagine but there the planets are strongly look at this con, wow. combination of things that are all conjunct each other what this does this means is that there are a whole lot of planets you could put a star of 299 points across the chart and all of these planets are sitting at points of that star let me expound this for our podcast people because this really does illustrate the whole idea of networking with a community just like Mm -hmm. those others and talking so in a sense if we're going to be expanding our um, need to communicate and opening up that process which in that quink Queen Kunk's energy is where yeah. you're not necessarily at an ease with it, but if you look broad enough, because they it involves Neptune, Mars, Saturn, Venus, Haumea, Uranus, the Moon, Ixion, and the Sun. That's just and and that's and in reference then over to Pluto, and as you, I think you have Mercury and um heiress so i mean that's a potpourri of um it is and they're not all we don't consider them all conjunct we but uh, is it somewhat the way this is working and i'm stimulating something um but what we do have here is neptune mars saturn concentrated in 299 the vibration controls the pattern and sets the basic tone and coloring of it and what this is about is about that same thing about tapping into your personal uniqueness that you can make your life your own unique pattern but going ahead and doing study development figuring out how to express it and then you always have a leap a risk involved and using your intuition once you've studied everything you can figure out using your intuition to jump into it and we have two sets of energies here we have neptune mars saturn which says to move into a process of seeking the 
the magic, the beauty, the that which is spiritual, that which lasts forever. And to open ourselves up to the magic of a greater world, the Haumea Uranus Venus is about loving a rebirth of radical love. Linda, you've totally put me into euphoria. I love it. We have come at a moment where we need to pause and come okay. back. But this is so spectacular. We're talking about the winter solstice, folks, yeah. coming up in a couple of days. And you can always come back and review this so much because there's a lot of kernels. And for those people that are only on podcasts, I hope we're explaining the visual. But I think the vibrational essence that Linda is speaking about is really the story and there's hope there's promise it's good yes. through thick and thin okay we will return in just a moment this is talk cosmos on December 19th and thank you and then I have a little surprise that I want to show people when they when we come back we have our yes producer we take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Sagittarius, ruled by the largest of all planets, Jupiter, the Roman god, or Zeus by the ancient Greeks. By leaving a cycle based on power and powerlessness of life and death and regeneration involving committed relationships, Sagittarius energy finds meaning for an expanded perspective and potential for actualization in their search for truth. As a mutable fire sign depicted by the centaur, Sagittarius is adventurous and seeks the beyond. Sagittarius travels to far places, physically and mentally, to find the truths of life. Have you ever wished that you had a manual for your life? Begin the 2022 new year by learning vibrational astrology, which opens up the intricate tapestry of planetary vibrations that we experience in our charts and in our lives and provides evidence-based insights. Whether you know the basics of astrology or have years of professional consultations, vibrational astrology brings a greater understanding of life, how to grow and develop personally, and how we might be more effective interacting with the world. Begin this journey in 2022 and join a new set of classes starting January 8th or put your name on the list of classes in May of 2022. Top by vibrational astrology expert Linda Berry, alongside the Vibrational Research Group moderator and a co-author with Vibrational Astrology's founder, David Cochran, Linda Berry also created an add-on for David Cochran's exceptional Sirius and Kepler astrological software. To become involved, Connect with Linda Berry at her website, astrosleuth.org, or email Linda at linda at astrologicaldepth.com for an opportunity to learn the manual for your life. Talk Cosmos brings you leading-edge astrological conversations with hour-long programs each week on KKNW. The show goes live every Sunday from 1 to 2 p.m. Pacific. Talk Cosmos weekly programs are also available to watch live on Facebook and YouTube, along with daily chats throughout the week on the Talk Cosmos YouTube channel. While you're there, 
make sure you click like and subscribe buttons so you can get the full Talk Cosmos experience. Or if you'd rather listen to the show archives with audio only, the entire podcast collection since 2018 is available on most podcast carriers. So grab your coffee, tea, or kombucha and enjoy the show. Hi, this is Petra Touchard of Petra Touchard Astrology, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we discuss the meaningfulness of our roots in the stars. Tell your friends about Alternative Talk 1150. Hello, and we're back again, and this is December 19, and I want to introduce you our great sound Board engineer Nathan, if you just show up. Hey, yes, good afternoon, is. everybody. <laughs> it's so great. Happy to holidays, see you. Merry Christmas. Tis the season. Yay. Thank you, Nathan. You keep me inspired. I love it. <laughs> it's great to be it's here so with you, great. Sue. <laughs> oh, goody. Yeah, this has been quite an event. So, yes, um, and hello, Linda. This is Linda Berry, and she, if you want to, Email her, it's astrological depth, that's D E P, like Paul, T H dot com. So you can find it again online. Um, if you go to Talk Cosmos with the fourth season um, uh, uh, <laughs> guest folks. So, Linda, the, the, the solstices we're talking about is exceptional. I think what I just find so great this clarification too of the signs because we're talking about capricorn and i know that you had talked somewhat about what the sign was in vibrational energy which is showing up for capricorn because we know venus that's also a big player this year because she's now retrograde just went going retrograde today as a matter of fact as we speak and we'll be in the whole uh attention through march because for about 45 days yeah because it goes retrograde, folks, and then she we review it. This yes. is the process of life. But yeah, if you, I'd love to hear about uh, a little bit about the um, um, Capricorn. Yeah, and how yes, Capricorn is very interesting because what we found when we researched Capricorn is remember the signs are about how we do things, not what we do and what we found about capricorn is capricorn tends to be a little bit withdrawn objective seeing not getting so involved in things pulled back just a little bit this is what we call sometimes spiritually witness consciousness in other words they're being a witness to life rather than being quite as involved in life as most people are. One of the things this gives them is the ability to see more clearly what everybody's doing as they are involved. And this means that Capricorns are good at pulling the strings and influencing people, which is probably why Capricorn is known as a sign of corporations and governments and big business, which are things that are not quite as involved in our everyday life, but interested in pulling the strings and influencing us. However, Capricorn splits, and this is not the vibrational astrology research, but this is something I just know from my background. And it either goes mundane or spiritual. 
it's like the Buddhist pattern talks about not being attached and being in witness consciousness. So there's a place that Capricorn can go that is very aware spiritually or not. I'm glad to have that uh, brought up because I firmly am um, attracted to that whole idea that so often with all of astrology, we, we speak of life um, signs in one terms, but especially yeah. with Capricorn, we tend to see all of the, the structure of it, right? The, the, the skeleton of it as being the mundane, as you, as you reference. Right. But yet it, there is, like it's been explained also by others that I, I like to repeat, that it's that, uh, a, that imagination, that's that dream, it's that desire, it's that how you envision something that manifests something. So it has that deep spiritual concept. You know, it took yeah. a lot for that uh, little goat with a tail from the sea to, to know how to climb up the mountain. So it's very interesting to hear this um, brought yeah. up as mundane and or and or spiritual. Right. And also it's cardinal, you know, because, so therefore it brings up I'm yeah. re realizing what you're saying about that if it has that, and I love the word witness, to be able to observe, witnessing is so important. Right. I often think of witness as um, Aquarius. So I'm glad that you're bringing it up with with um, Capricorn. This, is, no, this is what the research showed, is, yeah. is that it's, it's Capricorn. Um, Aquarius is about being in networks. And about recognizing that everybody plays their part in the world, and together we make up this community, this whole. That's what we found in the research. The very strongest Aquarians were not New Age people, yeah. were not heavily into innovative research and things like that. They were very much into networks. Well, it's beautiful because there is, it was traditional and modern. Yeah the duality of, of Saturn sharing both yet again, the Iranian um, focus. I see that you have a screen up on December 24th, Christmas Eve. Yes, this is just uh, for just a moment and then we'll go on yes. to some more about the solstice. Three days after the solstice, Saturn squares Uranus. This is the waning square, which is about letting go. And the next aspect, remember, each pair of planets have a cycle. And the next aspect for Saturn-Uranus will be the conjunction. Following the waning square is the conjunction. And that will happen in 2032. So wow. you can see that this is about a 40-year four-year cycle, give or take. That it takes around 44 years for Saturn, remember, Saturn moves much faster and it's going around and it's chasing Uranus and it hits Uranus and then it's moving faster so it can go ahead of Uranus and go around and then it's opposed to Uranus and then it keeps going around. It's moving much faster, but it still takes about 44 years after Saturn hits Uranus before it chases around again and catches it again. It's vital to see this we've experienced like you say the third one the third one's coming on on the yeah. eve 
between just to repeat from you know between right. Saturn and Uranus of of how it's been and how we want it to be perhaps or breaking things up. Right, and it's let just, me share something here because this is Christmas Eve. And we're going to have a super strong Saturn Uranus energy on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. This is the last one. This is the one we're going to be living with for 11 years until the conjunction. But Saturn Uranus, we found energy rise, is about doing things your own way. Not doing what other people want. So be prepared over the holidays for people to express their independence and their own ideas and be prepared to accept the fact that everybody's going to be tapping into their own unique awareness. And that can be beautiful if you are all open and loving and accepting. So that's, that's a warning for you. Saturn Uranus, <laughs> if can get rebellious, hopefully, we will be able to get its easier patterns, but you, you know, if it can't handle something, just encourage him to take a walk for a little while. Yeah, tall. Something like that. Let this see if you can't use all that beauty and love from the winter solstice to help with these more difficult energies. Now, and the witness, perhaps, and the witness idea. Just yes, observe. and the idea of pulling back enough to not be so attached to the emotional details. Okay, thank you. You know, a lot of things we get upset about five minutes later, we can't remember what we were upset about. So let it go. It's a beautiful to say. Yes, thank you. All right. Now, the last thing I've done here, let's see if I've got time for this. Oh, we do. Um, is what we know in vibrational astrology is that the distance between each two planets in the chart is a vibration. It may not be the aspects we're used to seeing, but it's a vibration and they are all equally important. So I pulled out the vibrations for the sun with each of the other nine standard planets. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to give you some vibrational information on how those planets, how that vibration, like here the sun moon vibration is operating. And then I'm going to give you the Sabian symbol information from the Sabian symbols that I brought through in the 1980s. That is not vibrational astrology, folks. The Sabian symbol stuff is something that I use as a complement to vibrational astrology because it helps people to understand their spiritual paths and process better. But it is not vibrational astrology. We cannot True. research it, and it does not meet the criteria for vibrational astrology. I find it complements it. Yeah, it's a, a spiritually um, re revelation on yeah. each degree. Okay, yeah. I will be right. quiet because we do have only a few minutes and I'm eager. Yes. I love this. Okay, Thank the you. sun moon has to do with our feelings, our moods, and our emotions. And here it says we are going to feel like reaching out and reaching out further and further and further. Um, not satisfied, always seeking to find 
a better way to express who and what we are. Now, the I'm just going to read the first part of the symbol, the positive expression of it. You can see in the recording the other part, but we don't have enough time for it right now. Okay, so this is a symbol of three of Virgo, two angels bringing protection. You are opening to the protection of the divine being brought to you in both the conscious and con unconscious aspects of yourself, finding yourself connected with an inner sense of guidance with people appearing to help just when you need them. All right, then we go to Sun Mercury, which is our mental connections and communication process. And here we are dealing with relating to other people's stories, evaluating them to figure out what the strengths and the weaknesses are, maybe helping people to work better, taking it inside of ourselves and learning more about ourselves from it. And the Sabian symbol for the mental patterns is an unsuccessful bomb explosion. 13 of Aries. Whoa. Yeah, whoa. This is about learning to face your situation and take personal responsibility for yourself and your actions. Recognizing, I'm paraphrasing this, that you can't avoid the restrictions, limitations, and constraints of finite existence. You can't deny them. You can't explode out of them. And that rebelling and seeking to break free from them doesn't work. This is things like if you step from a 10th story window of a building into the air, unless you've learned to teleport, <laughs> you're going down and you're going to hurt. Yeah. You can't yeah. avoid the realities of life. If you step out into a road, a busy expressway, you're probably not going to make it across. It's a good thing for Mercury, which is our mental thinking. Right. And in Aries, that fire immediate. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. Okay. We're... So this is a warning. Yes. Take is, and it's also a, a blessing about responsibility. Yes. Okay. Then we have Sun Venus. Our attraction to beauty, our, the, the beauty we attract to us. I'm giving you the basic energy definitions from vibrational astrology. And what we have for Sun Venus is, again, the energy of reaching out and forming a bridge. Mm -hmm. Forming a bridge with the things we've been disconnected from or we haven't known how to connect with. And the saving symbol fits right in with this. Lost opportunities regained in the imagination. You are getting a second chance, enabling you to reconnect with lost opportunities through the use of your imagination. Wow. Isn't that beautiful, Sue? Very powerful. Very powerful. And along with that Ixian, everything is like yeah. Just yeah. Go to the me, to the we, and move it. In fact, that happened. I, I won't say more. Go ahead. In about a year or so, I'll have a book on the Sabian symbols. Oh, beautiful. Okay. The next symbol is Sun Mars. And this 
is first of all about action and achievement, but it's about looking at how you do it, doing some thinking first before you go act, working in ways that help the community and that um, evaluating what the strengths and the weaknesses are and finding the best way to take your actions. The Sabian symbol is a double promise. You are experiencing the double promise of the realm of spirit present as the life of all that is with its promise to honor your free will choices. That's the first half. The second half is the realm of matter that is embracing you with its promise to faithfully reflect back to you the patterns you carry within you. So you've got free will choices, but they are also balanced by the reflection of what is within you. And when you carry angry, disturbed patterns within you, the world will reflect them back to you. And you aren't, you can't get to your free will choices because of what you're carrying within you. All right, Sun Jupiter expansion. And here we are talking about how to make ordinary life exceptional. That's the vibration that Sun Jupiter falls in. The Sabian symbol is two cobblers working at a table. And I, this really ties into the previous one. And this is just happens. You're working to combine two forms of awareness to provide a greater understanding than any one perspective could provide. So when you understand the spiritual level of free will and the reflection of the patterns within you into your life, when you combine those two, you get a greater understanding. That's why there's so many at the table. <laughs> Help that's like right. This. Yes. That's right. We have to listen. Goody. So, we have so a here's time. Sun Saturn getting to the things that are foundational, the things that will last after we're dead. And this is about opening up a woman sprinkling flowers, opening up to the the nourishing water of the universal coming down into your life. You are opening to a nourishing mist of water, bringing the blessings of the divine to you right now, attuning yourself to its loving care. So this is about tuning into that which lasts beyond this life. And the, I didn't talk about the vibration. The vibration is about taking some time to yourself to open up within yourself, open up to the rain of blessings falling down. Um, combine together, focus in a particular area, this advises. And within that area, seek to develop a beautiful pattern of understanding hmm. all right now sun uranus operating in the moment 
the vibration has to do with working with traditional patterns and seeking to modernize them, seeking to take traditional ways of understanding and revise them so they work better in the modern world. The Sabian symbol is an evening lawn party and you are branching out to explore broader patterns of interaction resulting in an expansion of your awareness. I've got to go quickly here to give you the other two. Sun Neptune, the vibration for Sun Neptune from the winter solstice is to act based on internal evaluations of what is most effective. And the symbol (laughs) is a labor demonstration. Hmm. You are experiencing the surging up of knowledge, needs, and values that have been ignored rising to demand their due, focusing on the importance of a fair distribution of the available resources. That's really important. And that's very modern. That's what's happening right now. Yes. All right. And Sun Pluto, the last one. We're going to make it. Go ahead. Um, (laughs) Intense. Sun Pluto has to do with compulsive behaviors. And this is compulsively seeking to express that which makes sense to you, always reaching out further to get it. Now, interestingly enough, the Sabian symbol for this is gay birds feathering their nests. You are accepting the need to focus on what you can realistically express in this time and place, releasing the rest. So reaching out and figuring out what you can really accomplish, what can work. And that's 26 Aries. I realize that for those listening, you didn't mention the degrees and we have just a few minutes. So, okay. Two quick comments, Sue. When it's Sabian symbol, the Sabian symbol is actually 25 of Aries, old one, 226. But I wasn't sure everybody else knew that. So this is actually about the 25th degree of Aries. Um, right. No, no, no. And I wasn't questioning. Yes, exactly. It's very, it, there, it's simplicity, but there's complexity. But just for those people wondering of, of the relationships, what the degree right. might be. Excellent. It was great. That was all. But hey, this is fabulous. It gives such a... A, a really wealth of like radiant light, which is what we want, into understanding some of the energies. And they're so benevolent, really, if we do use our loving heart. And uh, like you say, may the light of this season, oh boy, I love that. Last oh, here phrase, we go. Shine in your heart. I'm reading what Linda says, warming you and touching you with a love that blesses and sustains each of us every day of our lives. Thank you, Linda Berry of Astral Sleuth and uh, AstrologicalDepth.com. I bless everybody for the solstice, more light, and uh, I welcome another adventure. Merry Christmas. (laughs) Happy Hanukkah. May your season be blessed. Yes. Thank you for joining us on Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and her panel of guests connect soul growth patterns with the energetic cycles of astrology. 
Be sure to tune in next Sunday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time to continue your journey through the roots of the cosmic pathway.